The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Friday, November 8th, and we will be discussing the card for tomorrow, Saturday, November 9th, five-game slate. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one, the only, one of the top sharks in the DFS world, Mr. Mike Apatria. How are you tonight, Mike? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm actually only here to contest uh, the chicken soup contest, though, Coach, because I do not, I do not agree. I do not feel like I should have a loss with Sabonis being ruled out. Uh, I'm here to kick, uh, you know, kick and stomp, and you know, cry my eyes out a little bit. Uh, you know that I just feel like we should have reneged that one, man. I mean, you know, you took your victory lap and you ran around the block with it, and I respect it. You know, you did win it, but I feel like there's an asterisk next to it. Well, I mean, if you re-listen <laughs> to our preseason shows, we went by the motto, success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. And you needed to know Sabonis was going to be dialed up and TJ Leaf is so bad that he wasn't going to get his butt off that wood, man. I'm sorry, dude. I, I really am. I think I think if we if we go back and listen to the show, we both we both gave recommendations as though uh, Sabonis was ruled out. We were actually more certain that, or you know, more questionable that Turner was going to play. So I think oh. I think I got an. Ex- I I think I might listen, Coach. I might have went back and listened to that show just because I'm well, very you know, begrudging you know about this. Well, you know, what's really sad <laughs> is you know you thought you had a compadre there in Andrew Hansen, and he he was trying to root for uh, this to count as two points. Towards the chicken suit challenge, oh, no, no. he got a zero. He <laughs> took a zero, so he said it should count double. I, listen, I said, I listened. "Oh, Andrew, I listened." <laughs> so, oh, don't damn. give me that. <laughs> I got you last time on that one. <laughs> I, I listened. It's not happening. I, I listened to yeah. the show. Uh, yeah. you know, it was worth out, a shot. Shout out, Andrew, having my back. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Also, giving my Goran Dragic props. I, I, I heard the show, Copes. Coach. Yeah. I appreciate Andrew out there. You know, not everyone's taking shots at the young guy over here. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> well, that's all right. You're only down one, dude. Long season. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that one to up. the chin. I'll take it to the chin, and we'll move on. I'll, I'll let you have that one. You know, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure the same thing might happen to you sometime down the road. So. I, I doubt I take a golden goose. I'm just going to go out there and say it and jinx myself, but yep. I doubt I'm going to take a golden goose this year. That's all. That's all <laughs> I can say. All right, dude. Well, let's before we get rocking and rolling here, uh, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft, for helping to bring this to fruition, our seven-day-a-week state-of-the-art, best-of-industry, DFS, NBA, free programming. And so we thank FantasyDraft.com. If you're not a member there yet, go to FantasyDraft.com. Sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL. Get get up to $1,000 in free entry for the first seven days. So get in there. They have some great contests. They're $30,000 pick and roll daily. It's a $25 tournament. They're $5, $7,500 layup. Both guaranteed. Both rake free. So you got to love Fantasy Draft. 
Uh, also, manscaped.com, 20% off with the promo code HoopBall, free shipping. MyBookie.ag for all of your wagering needs. And I know everybody dials up NFL wagers on the weekend, so go to MyBookie.ag and get things going there. I believe the promo code there is, is it today? Is that correct? T-O-D-A-Y. There you go. And you get some good, some, some free, uh, I believe, 100% match on your deposit, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. So that's beautiful. And then, uh, then we had, uh, we have Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, who Andrew, I can't wait to hear from Andrew. Today was his first Cup ever of Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Coach, he's so probably we'll still to... awake. He's probably still awake from the cup. He's running. I, I promise you, this coffee's fantastic, guys. I'm. I don't just say because they were our first sponsor. Listen, I, I I gotta you know thank the fan. He sent me a he sent me a you know a couple blends that uh, he won in our contest last year. Uh, he sent it to me, and those two blends I've been just hooked on the dark roast blends that they have. Absolutely fantastic. I'm. I don't know, Coach. Do you drink coffee? I'm a dark roast guy. I don't know if you drink coffee, though. I never asked oh, you. Oh, I, I absolutely love coffee. I drink a minimum of two cups every single day. So I like to mix it up. I like French roast. I go a little hazelnut. You know, mix it up, man. Right. I But Hawaiian Isles, great. I love it. Big endorsement. I definitely love it. So great, great stuff, dude. Well, listen, we only have a five-game slate on Saturday. I, I think it's the least games on a Saturday all season, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that is the case. So that's sort of odd because then we come back on Sunday with eight games. I, never more games on Sunday than Saturday, but that's how it pans out. And uh, we, we are going to do this entire preseason we did. And we're going to do the entire regular season, and we're not going to miss one single game. So when that's all said and done and everything's finished, we can say that we gave our DFS take on every single preseason and regular season and playoff game throughout the entire uh, entire season on preseason and playoffs. And the reason I bring that up is we did have one person uh, – shoot a note on Twitter that said, you know, why are you guys going over games that aren't on the main slate? Well, we go over every game because you can play every game in DFS. And what I see most people doing, like tomorrow, there's a 5 p.m. Eastern game, Boston, San Antonio, and most of the sites will have a one game challenge where you can get, you know, put a captain in there, you get double his points, etc. You guys know how those work. And they'll play that and then they'll pay play the main slate game, which tomorrow night is only four games. So we are always going to go over every game, and then you just have to, you know, we don't tell you an exact lineup to play. So when we're going over all the games, build your core from what we're talking about, and then follow up by watching uh, and, uh, you know, double-checking everything tomorrow prior to lock to see any of the changes, updates, any of the player news that comes out. So with that, dude, Boston, San Antonio, a very interesting game. A couple of good defensive teams. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern. What do you think, buddy? All right. So uh, you know, looking at this game, I kind of like you said, it's two very good defenses. So you're more or less when I'm looking at this game, I'm trying to target the, the you know the positions where I think there's going to be advantages. Uh, you know, the one person on the Spurs, I think I feel comfortable fading, and you know you have to be able to fade a big name in this kind of 
contest uh, is DeRozan. Just knowing that the Celtics are very good at defending uh, the perimeter wings, I think I'd much rather take advantage of LaMarcus Aldridge uh, in the position where you know that the Celtics are very weak in the front court. So for me, yeah. it's like an obvious play when I'm looking at that kind of side of the ball. And I also think this could be a spot where we see a little bit more DeJounte Murray, knowing that Kemba Walker is one of their main offensive weapons, kind of putting a lockdown defender on him might be, seem like a priority for Popovich. So I think those are going to be my two favorite plays on the Spurs. And then you know taking a shot uh, at a cheap guy like Bryn Forbes um, or Trey Lyles. Both of those guys, I think, are both in play as well. Uh, a little bit of salary savers, Trey Lyles. He's kind of hit or miss, but if you look at the games where he does hit, it's minutes where he could take advantage in the center matchup, you know, gets a bigger rebounding games. In two of the past four games, uh, he has 12 and 14 rebounds. So there is yeah. some upside with him, and, you know, the, necessarily the low floor might not even kill you on a slate like this because it's a one-game contest, and you know he's still going to be on the floor for at least probably 20 minutes. So, I, I mean, I don't know where you're looking at the Spurs, Coach. That's kind of what my nutshell, uh, you know, gathering from this game is, but you know, just to be completely frank, um, I'm, this isn't like I like to play these showdown slates. This isn't a showdown slate I'm absolutely in love with. Yeah, I, I'm going to go very light. I know the last two Saturdays, the showdown game happened to be really good both days. I think it was the Heat and somebody the one day, but it was it was really Oklahoma City, I think, was in one of them. But, you know, uh, this is not really a I mean, it's a tough game to to grab uh, DFS. Uh, players out of, let alone build an entire roster of, you know, six guys for Matt, for that kind of matchup. So, uh, you know, I'll play something small just because I always do, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go heavy on it either, but probably my captain in this game is going to be Gordon Hayward. I mean, I believe I've seen it multiple games. I think his game translates to you know, uh, playing well against a, a Spurs team that that, that does uh, a good job defensively on rotation and stuff because he, you know, he's somewhat immune to that with his backdoor cuts and, and some putbacks, and he, he gets a lot of shots like that. I think the guy that's going to be a little bit more uh, affected that I'm going to fade on this is Kemba Walker. I think they'll defend him better with Murray and, and Mills and different guys. They'll switch on him just to – keep fresh legs and, and really pressure him. And, you know, he's still coming off the emotions of that Charlotte game where, you know, uh, we, we certainly made a mistake. Uh, I think us and about 90% of the DFS world and everybody playing Kemba against Charlotte that last game. But what we didn't realize is he'd be crying beforehand and hugging everybody. And he was just emotionally spent and didn't have anything left for the game. Uh, which was, you know, something I guess we did not factor in. But uh, I just think with that, he's they're still on a road trip. You know, he's probably still a little drained. San Antonio plus a great job against uh, opposing point point guards. Uh, I'm going to fade him, and hopefully, a lot of uh, ownership goes there. Uh, people expecting a bounce back game from Kemba. So on the Boston side, I like Hayward. I also like Daniel Tice. He's been consistently getting 25, 30, 35 fantasy points with Canner being out again. Uh, you know, Time Lord uh, Robert Williams there isn't doing much, and that Poirier guy's lousy. So, you know, Tice is going to get enough run, I think, to be uh, uh, a valuable uh, tool uh, at a cheap cost. So those are the two that I like on the Boston side. On the Charlotte side, you know, Rogier coming off just a horrific game. I think he's 
He's really struggling confidence-wise. Charlotte, they're play, they're playing San Antonio. Coach. They're not Charlotte. What are you <laughs> talking about? I, I went to I had Charlotte on my screen because that's who uh, they just uh, they just got done. Playing. Yeah. Sorry about that. But on the San Antonio side, yeah, you know San Antonio. I said it last time. I'll say it again. They they rotate a lot of guys. They're sort of other. You know, they, they remind me uh, a little bit of Dallas other than, you know, Porzingis and, and Luca. You know, they sort of have DeRozan and Aldridge that play, you know, solid minutes, but never enough to really crush. And then all their other guys, just so much rotation. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Derek White's back. Didn't he miss a game? Didn't White miss a game? Uh, he was. He was definitely uh, injured. I don't actually. Good. Good. Good question. I don't. I don't think he. Uh, he actually ended up playing. He played. I, I don't think he missed because I was definitely okay. keeping my eye on Patty Mills that night just in case he did right. miss. Right. Yeah. Um, but but no, they, you know, they've had everybody in their rotation. Forbes is playing, and Bellinelli's been getting in, getting some shots up, and I just I, I never feel comfortable. I don't know how you're going to fill out. Uh, or how we're going to fill out a, a six-man team with trying to force some of these San Antonio guys in. I don't even know really who to say for value with them. I mean, on any given night, like Mills that one night had like 28 out of completely nowhere. Uh, Rudy Gay's been terrible. Damari Carroll's been horrendous. Pirtle's been bad. I guess, you know, you figure out the salary, maybe take some Boston Guys, like, you know, if, you, if you're desperate to fill in with, like, a Wanamaker or something as your last guy, and maybe roll with DeRozan and Aldridge. I, I just don't know who else on the Spurs side to even recommend uh, beyond that. I wouldn't even feel comfortable with it. So, it, you know, I guess that's sort of a build you can work on. If you have Hayward, Tice, Aldridge, DeRozan, and then you just need one more uh, value guy in there that's – not dirt cheap. I don't even think you have to go as low as Wanamaker. You can probably fit somebody else in there that's decent. And that's that should give uh, our viewers a little uh, edge in that first game, don't you think? Absolutely, and I, I think on the Boston side, you hit the nail on the head. I think Hayward's in you know just a fantastic spot this season. I think he looks like the bounce back player that he was when he was playing in Utah. He's finally getting his feet back under him. Uh, he's, he's not as tentative as he was last season, and maybe that was because of the whole Kyrie Irving situation. Maybe it wasn't. But it looks like he's definitely going to be a steal in season long leagues wherever he was drafted. Um, I'm on Tice. Don Canner's out. I, I think he's going to be another solid player where you know he's kind of his role. He's 20, 25 minutes. He's producing in that role as well. Um, yeah. And then, you know, another thing we have to keep an eye on with these Boston Wings is, you know, Jalen Brown being back, how that's going to affect everything. Marcus Spart is still kind of priced up a little bit. Um, I think that's just because of the three-game absence that Jalen was facing. But those are going to be my two main targets on this side. I think you can play Kemba. It's a showdown slate at the end of the day. Yes, I was kind of talking about DeJounte Murray's defense, but that doesn't really, you know, there's there's probably not a, another player that has the same sort of upside on this slate that Kemba does other than, you know, Hayward. So right. we, we know what he could do. And I was just kind of messing around while you were talking, Coach. And, you know, I managed to build a lineup with Hayward, Kemba, Tice, DeRozan, Aldridge, and then uh, another value play at the bottom as well. So, you know, All you right. can easily do that. And that's with Hayward at the captain spot. So there you go. Now you know the lineup. I'm probably not going to be playing too much of the showdown slate anyway. So if you want to mess around with it and play that one, go for it. I don't promise you it's going to win you money or anything but it, i'm just trying to show that it's very easy to build a, a lineup with all four of the studs in there if you really wanted to 
Oh, we're on the exact same page. That's a good thing, man. Take it down, everybody. Take it down. All right, main slate, four games only on a Saturday. Doesn't seem possible, but it's true. First game is the Pelicans, and I was in such a rush to talk about the Hornets, but here they are. Why, I don't know, because the Hornets are really, really bad, although they're 4-4 four and four somehow. I don't know how that's possible, but they are. Um, Pelicans 1-7 after tonight, like they're losing to Toronto as we uh, do the show, uh, and they are going to be on a back-to-back against the Hornets. Hornets played... Uh, at home against Boston, they had a night off, and they're waiting for the Pelicans that have to fly in town. So advantage Hornets uh, on that matchup. Uh, two teams that uh, are are definitely not the best of uh, DFS teams to stack on. Uh, what what's your initial take on this Pels Hornets game? So the, the the number one thing I want to keep an eye on is you know Lonzo Ball. Just knowing that he was he was questionable, but the coach pretty much said he was going to play coming into the game. But he didn't practice the whole entire week. He played you know limited in practice. So it is a back to back. They are traveling. So I want to keep my eye on him. I think that's going to be something to, worth monitoring. He'll probably play, but maybe they want to ease back the minutes, knowing it's back to back and that he was coming into the game injured. So I'm going to completely you know stay off the whole Lonzo Ball thing. I'm honestly probably going to stay away from Charlotte in general. Um, just on the other side, I know I just kind of bounced around. But my main my main focus is probably only to be on New Orleans to start with this game. Um, this game yeah. doesn't entice me too much altogether. I'm going to basically be looking at Brandon Ingram. Uh, Drew Holiday is absolutely crushing it right now. I think that's you know I think the bounce back spot and him kind of picking it up and playing like in the form that he should is on its way. He started off very poor to the season, kind of getting acclimated with all these other young guys that just came over to the team. So once he starts picking it up, looking at his price tag, he's going to be underpriced across the industry, every single site. And there's going to be a jumping on point that we're going to want to hit on the head. So after his performance, it is a back-to-back. You know, like I said, that is one thing that we're going to have to keep an eye on. There's going to be a few other teams on this slate that are on back-to-backs as well. So, you know, at some point we have to kind of step back and say we can't dodge every back-to-back that's possible on the game. I think Holiday and Ingram are going to be my two main focuses. I'm not messing with the front court with Favors healthy. I don't want really any part of that. And I think Josh Hart can kind of sneak in as a little squeaky play, knowing that uh, you know Ball is kind of playing with a little bit of an injury right now, and it is a back-to-back. I think he might see a little bit of extended run. Good call. Uh, checking the Pelicans' uh, box score right now. They're in the fourth quarter, losing by 13 to Toronto. But it looks like Gentry has really spread out the minutes. Uh Ingram and Holiday have played the most, and they're in the 20s, but he's played almost everybody else like 10, 12, 14 minutes. He's played 12 deep in preparation for the back-to-back. So I don't think, uh, you know, two reasons. One, he's played everybody a ton of minutes and not worn them out in this game. And two, they're an extremely young team with, you know, veteran teams have a little bit trouble uh, bouncing back. Uh, in one one night, but these guys, I don't think the back-to-backs going to affect them at all. Um, Ingram's chucked up 25 shots already tonight, and there's still time, quite a bit of time left. So, you know, to say he's not the go-to guy there, and uh, you know, I don't think his price has quite risen to what uh, he's really been able to accomplish. I mean, I think that uh, you have to consider him unless his Price jumps tomorrow for some odd reason. I think Ingram is 
is certainly in play. I, you know, he's certainly their go-to guy. Again, tonight he may end up getting 30 shots up and, you know, he'll ice that shoulder down. I'm sure he'll come out firing again tomorrow. But uh, he would be the, the, the number one play, I think, uh, on the New Orleans side. I just he's, – he's, you know, demanding the ball. He's difficult guard, difficult matchup for everybody. Uh, you know, I, and I think that, uh, he, he certainly deserves, uh, ownership, especially on a smaller slate like this, uh, where there's not nearly as much, uh, uh, as many choices to make. So, um, on the other side of the ball, let me see here. I want to check. I mean, I, I'm just to say pass coach, they're all priced yeah. up. They're, they're all just not good. Man. Like low, lower good. ceiling type plays. There's just not, not a lot of meat. What, what did I say last week? Was it juice on the bone? There's not a lot of it, juice. You on were the bone delirious. <laughs> you were, you were, you were delirious at that point. We, we gave you a pass on the juice on the bone, but no, there's, yeah, they stink. I mean, let's face it. They're just not good. And, and you can't, I mean, Devontae Graham's really been their best player, as bizarre as that. Who would ever believe that at this point of the season, you know? But, I didn't see uh, no, nobody did. But, I'll, yeah, you're right. I'm just not even going to try to force something here. I just don't like anybody here, and it's that simple. Uh, let's go to a game that's going to have a nice, juicy over-under, uh, of course, because the Rockets score like crazy, and they don't defend at all. You've got uh, the 8, eight o'clock game. Houston Rockets and Chicago Bulls. You want to go after it? Let's do it. And the cool part about this slate, and this, you know, let me know what you think about this, Coach, but the rest of the games are 8 o'clock games, so there really is no late game hammer. Uh, there's nothing like, you know, no benefit. Oh, you're right. So wow. the, the rest of them are going to be 8 o'clock games after that first start. So you could pretty much distribute amongst this and, you know, watch whatever game you want and have all the love in, the, in every game. They, you know, nobody has to stay up late. No one has to sweat really late at night and – Wake up in the morning panicking, wondering if they won money. Well, we'll know before we go to bed. So that's a that's cool thing. That's such an odd I, – I guarantee you that this is the only Saturday night slate all season that doesn't have a late night game. That is so weird. Yeah, it is a little It is a little weird. I didn't see it coming, to be honest. So, you know, when we were getting ready for the show, I started getting ready probably about mm-hmm. an hour and a half ago. And I was looking over the slate. The first thing I had to make sure, I was like, wait, hold on. Am I on the right day? I know I always work I Friday. Know. Is it Friday? You know, I had to check. That's what I did. I looked <laughs> like three times. I thought, this doesn't make any sense. And I don't want a Patria attacking me for being the old senile guy that's on the wrong day. It's bad enough I go to the wrong team sometimes. But <laughs> So go ahead, man. What do you got? All right. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the slate. And, you know, this is across the industry. Um, Westbrook just seems a little too cheap for me. Uh, you know, yes, Harden is the guy there still, and he's going to continue to score. But Westbrook seems a little underpriced. Uh, he looks like he's going to probably be one of my main targets from this game. Um, I right. can even see myself doing a little bit of Westbrook and Harden. Um, you know, I, I, yes, there is the chance that this game gets out of hand and that, you know, Houston runs away with it. But Chicago's kind of been hanging in a little bit. They're a little bit, you know, of scrappers. They got uh, a kind of a deep little rotation going on right now where their younger players are kind of getting more form- formidable. Um, so I think on the, on the Houston side, obviously those two guys are always in play. PJ Tucker is actually starting to see a little bit of a price bump where you actually have to think about it. He's been producing fantastically. Uh, but we know what his kind of upside is and where he's limited. And that's once his ceiling, you know, price gets up there, uh, that's the time where I generally jump off. And we're, we're seeing the, a little bit with Daniel house as well. So Daniel house is a little bit priced up. So I honestly am just looking at the studs over here. 
Okay. I'm, I know I'm always a Capella guy, but you know I, I know we don't have a ton of centers to choose from. So if you, if you feel the need to play him, go for it. Um, I'm not going to knock you for it, but I, you know I'm going to kind of use some of that flexibility at other positions. Um, I'm really just looking at Harden Westbrook on Houston side, and if we jump over to Chicago side. This is a spot where I think you can look at Zach Levine, um, mid-price. They're going to need his scoring to kind of keep competitive. James Harden does not play defense. There's no secret right. about that. Um, I'm going to kind of keep continue to fade the whole Laurie marketing thing. He's just been a, a little bit up and down for me. He had a good one last game. Um, this isn't a matchup where I genuinely like to target bigs is against Houston. I know that's a spot where, you know, if you're not able to keep your conditioning up through this entire game because they're going to be running. You're going to be going up and down the floor, so I don't generally like to target bigs going against Houston. So I'm basically looking at Levine because you know, or you already know, Coach, I've been saying it all year. I'm completely fading the whole backcourt. I missed out on a Sadoransky game, but I'll live with that. Yeah, um, right. But, I'm, I, you know, I'm good with that. And Chandler Hutchinson, he's going to start. He's going to come in as a value play. I think, you know, we haven't seen much. He came into the season uh, hobbled. He was injured, he, you know. So I really don't know what to expect as far as minutes from him. Uh, but he's in the starting lineup. He's going to be minimum salary, so he's definitely going to be on my board. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Um, you know, this this sounds really bizarre, but, uh, you know, I think Houston, there's there's certainly a possibility they could blow out Chicago just because I, I think Chicago's pretty bad. And they're three and six and sort of a desperate three and six. But it is in Chicago, and D'Antoni insists – on playing his guys, you know, he's the the Tibbs guy, but even worse, because even if it's a 20-point game, like that last game, they were up 22 in the fourth quarter with six and a half minutes left, and he had hard in the game. So I, I, I think D'Antoni's a terrible coach, personally. I don't get what he does at all half the time. But I am going to, for the first time this year, I'm going to roll out both Harden and Westbrook. I'm going to take both studs. I'm going to assume they're get, that Chicago will keep it within 15-ish. And knowing Dan Tony, you know, uh, the way he plays his guys and keeps his rotation regardless of the score, I, I think that those guys both smash. And on a small slate like this where I'm not going to play Luka on a back-to-back and there's really nobody else, I'm not using Kemba, so, you know, to me, I, I'm going to roll out the two studs from the Rockets. I haven't done that all season yet. I think it's just a perfect fit. Levine is a terrible defender. You know, depending on the rotation of Bulls guys that are in there, some of them, you know, Dunn is good, but Kobe's not as good. Sato, you know, I don't think is going to be able to have the, the foot speed to stick with Harden or Westbrook. So, I'm going with the two studs, man, absolutely. And then I'm going to tr- – because, you know, just in, you know, game uh, planning here and trying to believe Chicago can stay close enough to make this game at least hang in there, uh, you know, I'll probably fire up a Thad Young or a Chandler Hutchinson or a Kobe White or somebody – uh, 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 maybe two of those guys that will round out, uh, you know, this making up some of that salary that I'm losing by starting both Houston studs. But this is going to be my key game. I'll probably have four of my main eight build coming out of this game, and I'm just going to pray that it stays close when I'm watching it. And if so, I think I have a chance to, to have the top two scorers 
on the entire slate. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I think both those guys in play make a lot of sense for a lineup. I don't know if I agree with the uh, Doncic fade necessarily, but um, we'll get to that game. Uh, that's the next game. So we have our second 8 o'clock game. Uh, two games left, but before we get to those last two, real quickly, just again, want to thank Fantasy Draft for being our presenting sponsor. Uh, completely rake-free. Their memberships are incredible. Uh, I am, you know, I've done my numbers, and where I'd be spending 15% uh, of rake on my winnings, I'm at about 6.2% with the memberships on fantasy with the membership on fan, fantasy draft. So, go there. You can't beat it. You know, if you play head-to-heads like I do or cash games, you know, it's fantastic because you go in there. And instead of challenging and playing somebody at a $100 game and getting 90 bucks back, like you do on most sites, you, you play 100 you get 100 You get 200 bucks back. So that's the way to go. Go to, to uh, fantasydraft.com, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL, get that seven days free. Uh, as far as our fantasy uh, DFS show, you can listen to us seven days a week. We've got you covered. Uh between myself and Andrew and Mike, we've, we're, we're here every night. We're covering every game during the entire season. And you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere podcasts are found, we are there. Uh, take a minute, and, and you guys are listening and following through, and I really, really appreciate that because we've had a bunch of recent five-star and comments and likes and thumbs up and all of that means a lot to us because that is really uh, you know what our sponsors want to see and you know hoop-ball.com which is our home base Dan Bespris Brew and everybody that backs this DFS undertaking you know everybody uh, just you know the more activity we get we're certainly growing there's lots of downloads but. We need, you know, we need those reviews. We need those five stars. We really, really appreciate it. So, uh, and as I said, you know, remember, we do this show the night before. And, you know, our goal is to get it out so you can listen to it that next morning, start building your lineup, you know, evaluate it a little bit in the afternoon. But, you, you know, the, the second part of it is extremely important. You have to stay up on any of the player news during the day, all the way up until lock. Because you can't afford a single TJ Leaf kind of goose egg in your lineup, or it buries your entire lineup, or costs you the chicken suit challenge, or either one. But stay with us all day tomorrow. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Go to at Hoopball Fantasy. Uh, that is uh, where all our Hoopball uh, blurb guys and info guys, Andy Miles, all those guys are putting info on there constantly. You can find me at Joe Sarvati, that's J O E S A R V A D I. He is at Mike Apatria, M I K E A P O T R I A. Or our man Andrew is at Language Olympic. You can also go to hoop ball.com, just click on forums, click on uh, NBA DFS thread. And you will see everything posted there. I put all the player uh, movement up there during the day as it goes on. And that will really, you know, between the combination of the podcast following all that player movement, it's going to give you the best chance uh, to be successful in DFS. 
So that's what I got, man. That's the whole spiel. And let's go now to that Dallas Mavericks-Memphis Grizzlies game, uh, which is the fourth of five games, the third of the four on the main slate. And both teams coming on back-to-back. Uh, -back. They're both playing tonight. And all I'll say, and I'll let you do the whole evaluation here, is I've watched Rick Carlisle firsthand for years, and he terrifies me on back-to-backs as far as playing guys' limited minutes. So give me your scoop on why you're going to stick with Luka. I'm just looking at the matchup as well. Um, yes, you you know, what you say about Carlisle is true, but when's the last time he's had, you know, a 19-year-old kid like Luka Doncic or 20? Is he 19 or 20 right now? He is 20. So a 20-year-old kid like Luka Doncic that he was coaching. You know, he has a, he, he doesn't have young talent like that he has right now. I mean, he's been, you know, coaching a veteran team for the past five years. So I, I, I do think we have to take that with a slight grain of salt. But this is going to be a fast-paced game. Memphis plays at a very high tempo, very yep. young team. So I think that's going to bode well. I'm not too concerned about the back-to-back. -back. Um, I just think that, you know, looking at his price tag, this is a guy that should be priced over, you know, 10K on DraftKings and, well you know, over 20K. On fantasy draft, I think that that's something that we could take advantage of. I think he has just as much upside as Harden. So when I'm talking about an optimal build, you know, for me, it's going to involve Westbrook and Doncic. When I'm talking about you know having some shares in GPPs where I want both of those guys being Westbrook and Harden, yeah, I'm going to run it back with some of the guys in Chicago. Probably not going to be able to afford Doncic. So it's going to be all in your lineup construction. We only have four games. But if you're trying to spread the wealth across these four games, I think a very good build can start and consist of Doncic and Westbrook, uh, both under 10k and under 20k on fantasy draft and you know allows you to kind of spend up in a few other spots fear the beard man fear the beard but oh, no. i like him. i'm not saying i don't like Harden. don't get me wrong i'll never you'll never hear me say fade him uh but when you're talking you know about the just the salary difference between uh you know those three players it, it, it's vast enough to really think about it you know harden's 21k on fantasy draft all the way down at donchick 17-2 then you go to westbrook 16-6 that's absurd. Yeah. The, the, well, I think it may shift a little bit tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see how that – oh, that's for tomorrow's slate? Yes. 21 yes, that's the slate. It's it's a 4K difference, 3900 k or $3,900 difference between Doncic and Harden, uh, and literally uh, 40, what's it, 4400 difference between well, Westbrook and Harden. Chandler Hutchison has just officially made my lineup for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard to ignore that. That's what I was saying, too. Yeah, you just – you have to – you got to dumpster dive somewhere if, if you're going to try to do that. But, you know, I, I'm just going to simply say, you know, what, what I said in the lead into this game is I'm fading the Mavericks. I, I just refuse to trust it. I, I, I've been burned by it too many times over the years with Carlisle. Uh, the Grizzlies always give us trouble. I don't care that it's, uh, you know, a new coach and a new pace. I get all that. I'm the one that's been preaching that all along. They are top seven in the league in pace. There are two and six. They're not that good, but we always struggle in Memphis, and we're coming off a of back-to-back. I just don't feel good about it. Uh, he rotates so many guys. You know, we were talking about the other day in this, you know, I'm not, we're going to try to catch some of the second half when we get done with the show. But in that last game, he played 11 guys in the first half and played like 13 for the game. I thought you could, only, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but do you dress, how many do you actually dress? 15? Uh, yeah. That there's, 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 I think there's 15 on the active roster. Most yeah. usually go 12 deep, though. Most teams only I go 12 know. deep. But he just – he plays so many guys, you know, because he put uh, J.J. in there, and he, he just played everybody. But I would assume he's going to do some of that tonight, knowing it's a back-to-back -back as well. But it was 
tied with the Knicks the last I've seen. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm fading Dallas on the Memphis side. You know, they've got a couple of main guys you can play. I, I'm just chomping at the bit to pay, play Joe Val, but he just still hasn't gotten over this minutes restriction yet. I don't know when it's going to move, but uh, he did play a little more the last game. So I've got to think they're incrementally bumping it up. But, you know, if you tell me I'm going to get 25 to 30 minutes of Joe Val, uh, his price is good enough where I, I, I think I can dial him in. And I'm going to do a little more research uh, between now and lock tomorrow to see if I can find out anything on where exactly he stands on that restriction. Because I know early on they, he was like 15 to 20, and they were serious. I mean, they lost like three games because he didn't get in in the second half. So, uh, you know, he's he's playing terrific if he can get enough minutes. Uh, on the other side, you know, John Moran is playing great, and he's got wheels, and he, he's sort of a tough matchup for us. I don't know if Carlisle adjusts. And instead of starting Curry, I think I'd probably start like a Brunson to match up against him. We'll see. You know, again, that's going to be one of those things where, you know, if we stick with the rotation he's been doing right now, then, you know, I think Jaw becomes more in play. But again, he's also on somewhat of a, a limits restriction, like 28 to 30 minutes, which, you know, is sort of agitating too. You, you, you know, you spend that kind of money on a guy, you want to, think in a close game, you can get a 35, 36 minute game. So, you know, I'm not crazy about this game at all. Uh, I'm going to try to find a Grizz guy to put in there, but this is going to be probably the biggest fade game uh, of all four of them to me uh, in the main slate. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you as far as, uh, you know, John Moran, I don't really want to play him right now. Just knowing that minutes limit, you're, you're paying for him right now. Yeah, yes, he has produced good games and everything like that over the past, but, you know, even when he's getting those 35 to 40 point fancy games, he's, he's, he's paying for his salary, but not by that much. So there's yeah. a little bit more, uh, you know, risk baked in there. Yes, Joval actually had a great game tonight, um, but yes, the, the minutes are still limited. I can't imagine that they, you know, go and push him up a big load. Uh, on a back-to-back, so I think that he'll probably float around the same amount, if not maybe even one or two less, so I probably won't play him. Where I'm going, Coach, is to get my some of my value in this game. Uh, yes, I understand foul trouble. I know you're probably going to hate this play, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is stupid oh. cheap. He's too cheap. I don't care about the foul trouble. There, There's no way he should be 9K on fantasy draft. He is cheaper than Brandon Clark on, on some of the industry sites as well. Um, a lot of that is because of uh, Clark's inflation of the price when Jackson was out. So he's, yeah. he's having an absolute – he looked good tonight, man. I was watching that game before we got on the show. I don't know if you've seen that, that, uh, that dunk he had tonight. No, I didn't. Uh, wait till you see the highlight of it. Beautiful, the, huh? Authority. He got so high up, uh, you know – it didn't look like that knee was a problem is what I'm getting at. I, I, wow. didn't, I didn't see any knee soreness in there. So I'm going to be all over Jackson, I think, tomorrow. I, you know, Just like I said, it's a whole price thing. I know his upside. I'm a big Jaron Jackson guy. Um, I'm going to tout him probably until my arms fall off. But it's Jaron Jackson for me at 4,700 on DraftKings, 9K on Fantasy Draft. Probably one of the only plays I'm going to really target from this game. But I feel good about that price, man. I, I don't blame you. I'm going to pivot to Brandon Clark. You know, I'm a Brandon Clark guy. I don't like Triple J because his foul trouble. I think he's he just uh, agitates me watching him. But I, I think Clark, you know, he played 24 minutes tonight. If he gets his 25 to 
30, I think, you know, which he, he's gotten in the past. You know, he gets up a decent amount of shots, and, and he's very active. Uh, I just – Is that I'm a, a bet? Guy. Do I hear a chicken soup bet right now? Is that what I heard? Jaron you Jackson versus Clark? Let's do it. Let's do it. And even though Jackson starting, Clark's coming off the bench, uh, you got a little – I'll give you that little edge back because, <laughs> you know, I will – I'm not going to bring up through the year that you went T.J. Leaf against C.J. McCollum. So we'll, we'll just pretend oh, that didn't happen. No, it was T.J. Leaf versus Dwight Powell. It was a C.J. McCollum. You lost to C.J. McCollum. Oh, I lost that one, yeah. Oh, okay. Senile, senile coach. <laughs> Old man, it. forget Yeah, that's right, Dwight Powell. And Dwight Powell stinks, so you shouldn't be that ashamed of that. <laughs> no, he doesn't stink. He's okay, but not not anywhere up there. I guess that's not quite as bad of a loss then. But, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take Brandon Clark against a Triple J. Right. I, I, you gotta, I'm an underdog in that one, but I'm up one, so I'll. It, it, it'll be more satisfying to get to uh, Jova will play 21 minutes tonight. Um, so, you know, is that going to be an issue uh, tomorrow? Does that mean he's going to play 20-some? I don't know. Probably not worth the risk and worth the money there. So, you know, Memphis becomes sort of difficult to play there. There's really no, uh, you know, no guys that warrant play. This Marco Guterich dude played 24 minutes tonight. Uh, he's been getting uh, a quite a bit of run with Grayson Allen out, but you know, God bless you if you have the guts to to load him up there. I'm not going to do that. And then, um, you know, I just I don't see enough value on some of these guys to go that direction. Now, uh, on the other side of the ball, I'm looking right now. Golden State and Minnesota just went to overtime, so that is interesting. That changes things a little bit for Golden State uh, coming off an overtime on the road, having to play another overtime game. Let's click into this game real quick and look at minutes played because Golden State's been a, an awesome team for value. Everybody seems to be getting a, like taking two of the Golden State guys, and that helps round out their roster all the time between Pascal and, and – uh, Bowman and all these guys. So let's let's take a, a live look in at Golden State. Uh, Robinson's played 37 minutes tonight. How about that? Pascal, 33. Uh, D'Angelo's back. He's uh, He's got 46 points right now, Mike. Yeah, I know. I saw that. He's absolutely lighting it up. Good. And, uh, one, one of my one of my good uh, Twitter pals, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Jodas Nader. Um, very yeah. good guy. I, I highly recommend people to follow him. Knows his basketball. Very good with the fantasy as well. Uh, you know, he, he tweeted out that uh, this is D'Angelo Russell's you know low key trade for me pitches. You know, because he's really good friends with Carl Anthony Towns, same draft ah. draft class and everything. So he's trying to do the you know why don't you trade for me pitch? I guess so. That's a good call by him actually. Once he said that, I was like I, I wouldn't be shocked if I actually saw something like that happen. He's he's only got forty six points, nine rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block. Holy crap! Talk <laughs> about breaking the slate. He has broken the slate, especially with um, all those other guards that we had to choose from on tonight's slate. Like oh a lot of God. guards in good spots. We had Lillard, D'Angelo Russell, Doncic. There's a lot of guards. Uh, Russell's single digit owned, I think. If yeah, I'm not exactly. Mistaken. I'm not shocked at he, all. Yeah, 
Yeah, what a what a great play for whoever played him uh, tonight. Uh, you know, it looks like the you know that is crushed Kai Bowman's. Uh, he only played twelve minutes and taken two shots, so he he could pretty much scratch him off the 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 list unless Russell sits. I guess at this point, um, Alec Burks is is come right back with another great game. Twenty eight minutes, eighteen points, eight rebounds. So. You got to look at Alec Burks tomorrow. I think as uh, mid twenties to thirty minutes. This was this you know his is no fluke. He's played a couple of great games in a row. Uh, Pascal's you know he's somewhat one of the leaders, and and Glenn Robinson as well. Even though he's only got six, you know when you're talking about thirty eight minutes, and you know this is sort of like a G League roster, so they're going to play guys minutes. I, I, it's not like they're trying to protect. Joel Embiid here. We're talking about, you know, Robinson and Pascal and Jordan Poole and, and Damian Lee and Kai Bowman. These guys should be in the G League. So I wouldn't concern with any of those minutes. And I think you just have to look closely and you can still get your normal two super value guys from Golden State that can make your roster complete. And, you know, I think you can feel comfortable with a Burks uh, or, you know, maybe a Poole. Pascal, Robinson, any of those guys, uh, even in a pinch, if you're going fantasy draft and playing multiple centers, Willie Cauley-Stein played 22 minutes tonight and grabbed eight rebounds. So another option there. So I like the Golden State side, even though they're coming off of a uh, overtime uh, game. And I think I'll take a couple guys there that will fill out my team. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, some of this value did get priced up, but it's only because they were playing big minutes. They should continue to play big minutes. I like the Burks call. I'm going to have a ton of Burks tomorrow night. Um, so yeah. that's one guy that I'm, I'm very interested in on Golden State. I'm probably not going to play Russell coming off of a big overtime game. He's having a big one now. Uh, ankle injuries coming in, back-to-back, all those factors. probably a little, And just because, like we mentioned already, we're going to be playing a few of these other priced-up guards. So I'm probably not going to have too many shares of Russell. Um, and yeah, look how that turned out tonight. So. Um, you know, if you, if you want to play him, go for it. Uh, I'm just not a kind of a point chaser kind of guy. That's not what I no, like to do. So I, I'm going to fade off of him. I'm going to kind of, you know, look at Pascal, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to get to the $6,500 price tag knowing some of the other guys I want to take a look at at this slate as well. He's yeah. been playing great, but traditionally, uh, OKC has been pretty good against power forwards in the past. Yes. You know, looking at last year's stats, they had Paul George and, you know, the previous year, there was a different situation as well. But um, they've, they, they've been pretty good against power forwards. It's not a spot that I generally like to target them against. Um, I don't know if maybe it's the rotations that they make. I mean, it's a completely different team, so it's hard to tell. I know, like, statistically this year, you look at the numbers, it says that they're, they're not that great against them. Um, right. So it, it could, you could really look at it either way. I just don't want to target them anyway. You're, now you're looking at a price tag that's getting up there and – it's got to die down eventually. This guy's been shooting the lights out. He's been playing fantastic. I always knew he had rebounding upside and all that other good stuff, but he's been shooting the lights out. He's been shooting very well. That's going to kind of cool down. Um, I'm I'm pretty much just really looking at Alec Burks. I know that sounds crazy, um, yeah, but that that's really. that's where a lot of that's like all I'm really interested in getting. Like I said, there's no late game hammer. There's nothing really attracting me to play this game so much. Maybe it's like. You know the late guy, the late game. Sometimes guys want to stay up late, watch that game. For you guys on the West Coast, it's not staying up late; it's dinner time almost. But yeah. for me over here, it would be uh, you know normally a ten thirty game, and 
if I have a night off, I might, you know, throw an extra guy in there and a couple lineups just so I can get a little bit more juice in the action when I'm watching it. But I don't think I need to do that tonight. And looking at the Thunder side, I think it's just the usual guys that we're looking at. I'm going to jump off Chris Paul. I was on him in the last game against the Spurs. Uh, he was kind yeah. of my pivot to Rozier, and that paid off. But I'm going to jump off him in this matchup. I know it's a great one. I just don't think that in this sort of game where I think OKC should be able to win, um, I'm not going to say easily, but th- I, I, I feel confident in saying that they're going to win this game, and I don't think they're going to need to you know push Chris Paul necessarily in this kind of game. They're not really playing for anything. At the end of the day, he's their best trade bait that they have. So I'm going to be looking at Shea. Um, I think he's still, you know, fairly fairly priced he kind of cooled off since right. the beginning of the year but he still has that upside and i think this is the kind of matchup that we could see him exploited in uh, i actually also think this is a solid dennis schroeder game i think there's going to be some decent bench usage coming from this uh, okc team between him and diallo i think both those guys are also in play um steven adams i was wait- i'm waiting on these big games but they're really limiting in his minutes they're kind of giving noel a little bit more of a, a leash this year and yeah. I-, I mentioned this i think we talked about it early on in the year they told noel something to get him to re-sign because uh, yeah. he, he he definitely had other offers and, and spots where he could have potentially started. So they definitely whispered sweet nothings into his ear and told him you're going to get a few extra minutes until we trade Steven Adams and then you'll be our starting yeah. center. Um, I'm fully expecting that to happen at some point. We're kind of seeing it pan out because Adams says, I don't think he's played over 30 minutes a game this year. So No, not uh, at all. I think for me it's just those three guys. I'd be looking at Diallo, Schroeder, um, and Alexander. Interesting. Very good. Uh, you know, I'm always an SGA guy. I, you know, I, I like the fact that I think he can step up in this game, you know, going against a, a lesser defensive opponent. So SGA's high, high on my radar because I think, you know, his ceiling is, is as high as most guys on the state uh, slate other than Harden and Westbrook. And uh, I think, you know, he's due for a smash game here. So I, I think a lot of people are going to get sucked into this Diallo thing because he's had a couple of good games uh, with with decent minutes. But I think that's uh, a sucker play right there, a trap uh, for sure. So I'm going to – I'm sticking with SGA, and I like Nerland's Noel. He's he's outscored uh, Adams heads up. He did last game. I think he can again this game at way reduced price. And, again, you know – being that I'm playing the two big uh, Houston guys, I need a few dumpster dive guys to round out my cheap, cheaper side of the roster. So I'm focusing on on Shea and Nerlens in this game, and I've already said uh, my Golden State side. So all right, that's it, man. Uh, I am looking real quickly here. The cool thing is, we're going to finish the show up and go check out a Dallas Knicks game that's tied with like four minutes left. So uh, that that's going to be a good sweat for us, both being Mavs fans. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I I love I love getting off because every time I feel like we get off a show, the Mavs are sweating out a game. Uh, every it, game, my son and I were just talking about that. Every game they played has been tight. They actually could very easily be undefeated because they they gave, they lost that one game on the coaches' challenge, which was bullshit. And then they absolutely handed the game to the Lakers by not fouling with that Danny Green three, and that was a nightmare. Or, or they'd be undefeated. Isn't that crazy? I, the coach, they're missing. They're missing like you know one, possibly two pieces. I know everybody's saying like Andre Iguodala go here and there. What if Andre Iguodala just goes to the Met? They, they can just get a good wing defender. Uh, this is a completely different team. Uh, I think that's the one thing that they're missing is just that solid guy that can defend multiple positions on the wing, and this team 
could really make a run. I mean, I had them pegged. I, I'm, I know I'm sounding like a homer, uh, but I was realistic coming into the season saying that they had a chance at the eighth seed, but they look much better than that. We're seeing a few other teams in the West kind of, you know, crumble beneath themselves, whether it's due to injury or slow starts or whatever it may be. But um, they're really making a case for themselves, and I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. They're going to make the playoffs, dude. Well, let, let's go. We got to beat the Knicks, though. Let's go boot this game in and make sure we beat the Knicks uh, and go from there. But uh, outstanding, dude. So tomorrow night is uh, is that my solo night? Coach, you are. I think you're on with Andrew. I'm on with Andrew. Okay, you are the following an night's my solo night. Yeah, that's okay. I, that's why I always check. That's why. You're <laughs> So I'm with Andrew tomorrow, and then I have my solo night. All right, great. And tomorrow, tomorrow's show will be great because it's eight games. It's going to be. Uh, you're so out. Of, you're so out of it, Coach. You, you got it wrong again. Tomorrow you're with Andrew, then with me again, and then solo night. Am I really? Yeah, man. Oh, God. Just, I'll so, just I'll just dial up on here and just if I'm on, I'm on. Good God! Any listeners that uh, work for any sort of you know pharmaceutical company, yeah. with any uh, you know. Test, testing memory drugs or if you what got are those extra vitamins. or what are those commercials that are on all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was the 47 side effects that make oh, the, with the side effects 50 times worse than what's actually wrong oh. with you at the initial time of taking the the pharmaceutical drug yeah no get this guy some vitamins he, exactly. his, his memory he's losing it uh you know i gotta remind him every time what day it is it's like 50 it's like 50 first dates coach texts me in the morning ask me who he is uh well happens, all so. i know is we better it off because i have to go take my meds yeah <laughs> we'll end it on that one yeah, absolutely brother well good show good tidy little five game slate make some money in that early single game knock some uh knock the heck out of this four game slate and then uh, we will be back uh andrew and i are back tomorrow so we'll we'll go after it from there that's it guys uh, i had a good time tonight coach yeah, it was good. Let's go get these Mavericks in. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us on the Hoop All NBA DFS Today podcast. For my man, Mike Apatria, and also Andrew Hansen, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it on NBA DFS. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.